You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. And we have a fun-filled show for you today, fans. Yes, we are definitely back. Please check out our previous podcast. Man, outstanding discussion. This week, though, look, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, Urban Meyer, what in the hell is going on? A little HBCU talk, football talk. And baseball, man, the playoffs are here with the wild card. But first, to the NFL, Danny, week five is upon us. And we have a whole lot, a whole lot, man, just to really look forward to this weekend. Beginning on Thursday night with the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Man, that's going to be a live game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be a whole lot of, I think, questions answered in this week of football i mean you have a lot of great games uh on sunday beginning with your atlanta falcons uh playing the new york jets in london Mm -hmm. i would get up and eat a little breakfast and then watch your falcons and jets but i'm afraid that i might get sick eating (laughs) <laughs> the breakfast watching the game, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's gonna be an interesting game, though. I, I will admit, because I think I think the Jets have found something in Zach Wilson. Uh the Atlanta Falcons, I think I think with the heartbreak from the last game, I think they're really wanting this this victory. So I think this is gonna be actually a pretty good game in London, man. Uh what say you, Danny? After scary Terry. Went off on us last week, Scary Terry McLaurin from the Washington football team. Another fourth quarter collapse. Uh, they're going to be hungry, but you never know with these London games. With the time change, mm-hmm. the long flight, you don't know how practice was this week. Uh, the Jets are coming off their first victory. I, I feel, still think we should be able to take it, but you just never know with us sometimes. So offense is clicking defense is behind so defense can show up i think we'll be in good shape but like i said these london games you never know it might be like a 6-3 game i don't know why it is with these games like i said i don't know if it's the time shift and the uh the players getting adjusted to everything the new surroundings new stadium so i'm just hoping we get the w man like I mentioned, a lot of great games this this coming weekend. Listen, one game that I'm really looking forward to, ironically enough, is going to be the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams are three and one. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how both teams really approach this game. But man, you got just a lot of interesting, intriguing matchups. Uh, one intriguing matchup is going to be the Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders. Chicago Bears have announced that Justin Fields will 
uh, be the starter, uh, will be the starter moving forward. I don't know what took him this long to really go ahead and make this announcement, man. And this is after Matt Nagy has indicated that, and this is after Matt Nagy had really stood up for Andy Dalton in saying that when healthy, Andy Dalton will be the starter. And then the day after that announcement, he starts Justin Fields. I think there's just a whole lot of confusion in the crowd. Honestly, I think really the veterans of the locker room really looked at Matt Nagy and be like, look, look here, man. The kid gives us the best chance to win. Let's just go ahead and ride, ride out with the kid. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be interesting uh, there. So, man, the Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Chargers. <sighs> man, that's going to be a great game, man. That's going to be a good game. Um, so just a lot of intriguing matchups, uh, two more here, uh, maybe three more, uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona 4-0 right now, a divisional game. There's no telling what's going to happen in that particular game. And then your Buffalo Bills uh, at the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City has been struggling, uh, but they're, I think, let's look, man, I, that defense is whack. <laughs> that O-line is whack of Kansas City. Kansas City has some major problems, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think those problems are going to be really fixed, honestly, during the course of the season. I'm just going to be real with you, man. Not unless they make some uh, major trades here. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking Buffalo might actually get them on that game, man. I'm going to call it like it is. I think Buffalo won't go ahead and get them. What say you, Danny? So, Jason, with the Buffalo Chiefs game, I think is a very important game for Kansas City. Uh, for one, for getting their confidence. Two, Buffalo's hot. So, to knock them down. Uh, and you hate to talk about playoff positioning already. Mm-hmm. Kansas City needs to get going soon. Otherwise, they may be on the outside looking in just based on some of these teams that Chargers, Raiders, Cincinnati have started off, obviously, first quarter of the season early, so don't want to overreact there. But the Browns Chargers, that's the one I want to see because you have the ground and pound of the Cleveland Browns. And I don't know if you watched the Cleveland-Minnesota Vikings game last week, but that Cleveland, that's all they did, man. They have Chubb back there. They have Kareem Hunt back there, and that's all they do with that big offensive line. Mm-hmm. Just beat the doors off you. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup because the Chargers have a decent defense and to see their offense against Cleveland's defense. So I think it could be a preview game for down the line. You never know. It's just two contrasting styles that intrigue me with that game. I think the Green Bay Bengals game, Mm -hmm. the Bengals can score on them, but Mm -hmm. the Bengals defense is not good. So I can see this being a shootout but I don't see Green Bay having an issue with Cincinnati uh, just due to their firepower on offense and Cincinnati's defense is lacking. Uh, So yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I will be getting up early to watch that London game (laughs) to see what's cracking with my Falcons and the uh, New York Jets. Uh, See if that's that'll set the tone for my, the rest of my day. So that's what I'm looking forward to, man, this week. 
I got you, man. Back in week four, just a couple of games that really the highlight here, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New England Patriots and where the return of Tom Brady to New England, to Foxborough, uh, where he won six Super Bowl rings. Uh, that was an interesting game. Uh, Rainey, uh, mm-hmm. 19-17 Tampa Bay with the victory uh, with a last-second miss um, by the New England Patriots kicker. Um, and so uh, Tom Brady with a successful return to uh, Foxborough. The other intriguing uh, matchup, uh, Pittsburgh at Green Bay, Listen, man, I think what we're witnessing in Ben Roethlisberger is the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, that offensive line cannot protect Big Ben, and he can't move. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a bad combination. I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Pittsburgh Steelers really play this out the rest of the season. Um, the other matchup uh, in week four – that was ironically enough for me surprising Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams and where Arizona put up 37 on the Rams, man. Made it look easy too. Yeah. I was, I was really shocked with that. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked with that. So we'll see how that really plays out uh, in that division, man. That NFC West division is brutal. <laughs> and so I mean I was gonna be interested to see how that plays out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danny, listen, man, just as we talk about all these teams and everything, we sure didn't talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars because you know what? They have been in the news for the absolutely wrong reasons. Uh, with head coach Urban Meyer actually. Um, getting caught on video, uh, getting a uh, someone other than his wife uh, was uh, dancing up on him. We'll just call it that, mm-hmm. uh, which has caused a, um, a an interesting controversy to where he had a meeting with the ownership of the Jacksonville Jaguars and. Um, basically he, uh, meaning Urban Meyer had to apologize for, um, what was shown on video. Danny, let me just say this. Urban Meyer has had so much controversy since he's been in the NFL. And this has only been week four in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember seeing uh, Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN. And one thing that he actually mentioned, he mentioned that when he sees coaches, uh, especially after a a loss, a coach would usually just go and watch film. Mm -hmm. Not Urban Meyer. He decides to go ahead and take up uh, allegedly take up some dinner with family, allegedly. Yeah. And the video that is out there that has gone viral, um, 
is part of his activity after a loss, allegedly. Jacksonville Jaguars, is they have a decision to make, man, either to move forward with Urban Meyer or to cut him loose. It seems like they're going to move forward with him, but probably really monitor his actions uh, and, and all. I think it's just a matter of time before uh, Jacksonville just realizes, hey, man, we're going to have to cut our losses. Um, Jacksonville is in the midst of building up their facilities um, and everything. Urban Mind has something to do with that. At the same token, man, you can't let the face of your franchise get danced up on (laughs) by somebody other than his wife, man, allegedly. Yes. Uh, so what say you, Danny? Well, when Urban Meyer was hired, first thing that popped in my head was his previous engagements. So what happened in Florida where, you know, he had the health issues and he retired. He went to Ohio State, had the health issues, retired. So it was surprising to me that Jacksonville – made the hire and they're actually paying him. His contract is not public, but it's Mm -hmm. uh, rumored to be around 12 million, 12 million a year. And then you thought about, I was like, all right, they're trying to bring some star power here just to get some eyes on the team. You bring in Trevor Lawrence, you're starting a new, you have Urban Meyer who, you know, is close to the college game. So that would be good for him and Trevor Lawrence and, Travis Etienne, who's obviously out for the year. So let's get that going. Let's build something here from the ground up. But Urban Meyer's always, there's always something looming with him, man. And like you mentioned, when he started like his hiring process and some of the people he was trying to bring in the door and it was questioned on like what his thought process was there and not is he truly vetting these individuals and then just the trust from the team Mm -hmm. and we've seen this before with college coaches going to the nfl it's a big adjustment for them because you go from coaching kids young adults to grown men and it's it's an adjustment nick saban tried it and was unsuccessful Pete Carroll's been successful to some extent. So it kind of depends on that. But Urban Meyer, you just you just didn't know, man. And like I said, knowing how his health has been and the reasons he's retired in the past, you just didn't know if he'd be cut out for a job as stressful as an NFL coach, head coach. And so uh, I just see it as he probably has one more strike. The team's already complaining about him. Uh, so you don't know if it's the team, you know, the talent is they're rebuilding. So they may need somebody with a little more tenure in the NFL to get them to that point where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And they may have grounds for dismissal and that may be let him play out the string for a little bit and then cut him. So they're not on the hook for that whole contract, whatever the contract is they signed him for. And so, what, and one of the things that urban Meyer did to start off his coaching career was hiring uh, Chris Doyle, who was a former strength coach at the University of Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, who was accused of making racist remarks 
of belittling and bullying players. Come on, man. Yep. I mean, that in itself to hire someone with that type of resume uh, with those allegations uh, upon him uh, to hire and in, in to bring that person, that type of person allegedly into the locker room. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. And just this judgment too, Jay, with this whole situation. You're out in public with social media. Everybody has a phone. Everybody's, mm -hmm. you're back home in Ohio. You know, dang well, people are looking for you. If they see you out at a bar or a club, wherever you're at, of course they're going to bring out the phones, man. So his judgment is questionable for him doing what he was doing uh, out at the bar. Like you said, after them taking a loss and everything. Obviously, people go out to eat dinner and stuff, but it's just the judgment side of it and putting himself in a predicament and putting the organization in a uh, predicament as well for mm -hmm. his actions. So curious yeah. to see what uh, the Jacksonville owner does, but I think they'll let him, they'll let him get past this, but they're probably behind the scenes. They're probably working on a succession plan as we speak. Yeah, pretty much. And that's Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville mm -hmm. Jaguars, who, man, he is successful in his own right, for, uh, obviously. But, man, Urban Meyer had an answer to him. Uh, we'll see what Urban Meyer does moving forward here. Mm -hmm. Danny, this is a, a story here that is worth really having a discussion about. And it really starts – beginning of September. Um, and so there were two games, two HBCU football games to really highlight. Uh, one being uh, Grambling State University against Tennessee State University, and the other being Jackson State University against my alma mater, Florida A&M University. And obviously I did go to the game and fans, if you have not watched our uh, special on the Orange Blossom Classic in Miami with video footage of two historic bands uh, during the halftime shows, please go out and take a look at it. But Danny, it was interesting, and this is actually coming from uh, HBCU game day. It's interesting that these two games, HBCU games, actually drew in more viewership than power five matchups that same weekend. So that Grambling State and Tennessee State game uh, was actually aired live on NFL Network. Uh, and it drew a rating of 0.2, uh, a viewership of 315,000 people, okay? Um, Conversely, Stanford University played Kansas State, uh, and that matched up drew eyes on 312,000 people. Um, the actual game, Grambling State and Tennessee State, you actually had more than 60,000 viewers above that of Nevada and California. 
that Jackson State Florida A and M game, the Orange Blossom Classic uh, that I attended. Listen, man, that drew in 0.422 in that rating. Uh, man, that was about seven hundred and fifteen thousand viewers. Um, and so, and that was uh, the play that was actually aired on ESPN two. And conversely, um, that rating nearly doubled the Pac-12 Big Ten matchup of Oregon State versus Purdue. Here's why I'm bringing this up, Danny. For so long, we talk about exposure of HBCU football, exposure for these schools, exposure for the student athletes themselves. And that time is here. Mm-hmm. And granted, my love for my alma mater is great. Our brand is phenomenal. We would have drew, drew in quite a few fans anyway without the likes of uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. But at the same token, man, Coach Prime has really shined a light on HBCU football. Mm-hmm. And this is a testament to to what we can do, but also the number of viewers that we can really draw in. With more viewership comes hopefully more dollars. With more dollars comes better facilities, better uh, sponsorships, more eyes uh, from recruits from the NFL uh, to come in and, and really get these student athletes uh, to draft them. Hopefully with that draft comes more money, more funds, for, uh, lessens the uh, wealth gap, uh, possibly contributions to their respective alma maters to help with facilities, to help the training tables, to help with uh, just uh, more funds for scholarships, uh, student athlete scholarships, whatever the case may be. It's, a, it's an impact that I think is not being talked about enough. And mm-hmm. that's why the Bat Porch Talk podcast is talking about it because it is very critical, uh, especially uh, in this day and age. Um, so I just wanted to really make mention of that, Danny. Um, what say you? Yeah, Jay, I think it, it shows, like you said, Coach Prime is having an impact and you see, you're going to see more and more of these games show up on the ESPNs, ESPN2s, ESPN3s, ESPNU, because it does, it's, it draws, it draws fans. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an, I don't want to say untapped market, but it's a market that hasn't been uh, on full display. Mm -hmm. So you usually get it where you get the game on NBC. Uh, I'm trying to think of the classic. Uh, with Grambling, it would usually be Grant. It would usually be like oh. Eddie Robinson and uh, yeah, playing that, somebody. Yeah, that's the um, Bayou Classic. The Bayou Classic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you have that game, and then on BET, you get games and stuff. But now, Coach Prime, he's in these commercials with Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Coach yep. Prime is so he's showing it's 
it's on par, right? Mm-hmm. Now just give him the opportunity and he's going to push that forward. And we've talked about this in previous shows where him being a businessman, marketing man, is bigger than football with Dion. And the exposure he's going to bring and the voice he'll have for the HBCU community mm-hmm. is bigger than anyone knows, man. And I think eventually more and more people will understand that and see that and bring these things to light. And if they're not brought to light, he will, or he'll have a vehicle to bring it to light to say, all right, hey, don't forget about us. Because mm-hmm. he, if you remember during the draft, he, he brought that up about the draft and what happened there with no HBCU players being drafted. So every time something happens, he's the voice now at this point in time. Uh, obviously, there are other people involved, but him being the face in front of this is nothing but positive. So we just hope that he can keep plugging along and bringing people behind him because, like you said, that money then funnels back into the universities to help with the facilities, help with scholarships, help with whatever the case may be, um, classrooms and tools and things like that for computers, things like that. So, so I think it's all in all, man, this, this article is, you know, kind of hidden, but to bring it to light and to see that there's steady progress being made, it may not be, full-on in-your-face progress, but is progress nonetheless, and I think is a positive. I'm going to tell you what else is helping, too. The whole name, image, likeness mm-hmm. uh, situation here where student-athletes can now go ahead and have these contracts, things of that nature, mm-hmm. with certain products and services, whatever the case may be, uh, to market off those things, those items uh, or services, and so uh, and get money for it. And so this is, that's a game changer as well. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this, you know, moves forward here. Uh, This is Coach Prime's quote unquote second season. Uh, I believe he has a four year contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen uh, as he draws a little bit closer to the end of his contract. I will say this, though, I think the SWAG, the Southwest Athletic Conference, I believe one of the things that the commissioner would love to do is to actually have a SWAG channel in uh, mm-hmm. all. And so maybe by show, being showcased on ESPN, uh, the various channels off of that platform, they can move into their own channel with, yep. with the viewership that they're getting. So going to be very interesting uh, to see how uh, this all shakes out. Danny, this is Major League Baseball's wild card time. And oh boy, what happened last night? The Boston Red Sox, man, beat the rival, the hated rival of the New York Yankees. I got this completely wrong. I got this completely wrong, man. I thought Cole was going to go in there and, you know, really showcase something. But, man, he was out with 50 pitches, third inning, by the third inning. And the Yankees were just in trouble the rest of the way. Uh, They did try to make a rally, but, um, man, what an awesome play at the plate. 
um, to um, tag out uh, uh, Aaron Judge there. So interesting. Nonetheless, the Boston Red Sox wins uh, six to two, uh, which means that the Yankee season is over. Just like that, poof, <laughs> over. <laughs> that sounds like the whole runs Gary Cole gave us last night. <laughs> poof, twice. <laughs> um, and so, man, it's going to be interesting, man, because now you have the likes of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, who they are very hot right now, uh, going against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, this evening, and that's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah. That's going to be a good game, man. Like, I may actually tune in for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the defending World Series champions uh, playing at home against a red-hot St. Louis Cardinals team. I mean, that is going to be an awesome game um so i'm really intrigued by this matchup uh and uh, what say you yeah jay man i watched that yankees red sox game last night and yeah garrett cole hasn't had great success against the red sox but yeah he just didn't look he was just off last night and the red sox took full advantage of that and Obviously, advanced to play the Tampa Bay Rays. Tonight's game, it kind of stinks in a way, man, to see the Dodgers and Cardinals play because you would like to see them in the divisional round uh, playing, but it is what it is. You get the chance to see all the, for all the marbles for them to advance to the next round and uh, see who the Giants will play in that first round. And then ultimately, um, We'll see the Brewers can get past the Braves. We got hit on this last time, but I was thinking about it, man. I didn't even mention the Dodgers, but because I always think of the Cardinals since they're in the division and everything, but you don't want to mess with the Dodgers or the Cardinals, honestly. So I think they can beat them, but you just don't want to face them. So I prefer them to play, obviously get past the Braves and then play the Giants if that's the case, but Either way, um, looking forward to these playoffs. There's going to be some good matchups, man. The Red Sox, Rays, White Sox, Houston Astros will be a good series. So these are all going to be great series, at least on paper. So I can't wait to watch some of these games, man. And playoff baseball is 100 times better than watching regular season. Just yeah. the intensity yeah. and the – the managers and the adjustments and things like that. So for us old schoolers, I'll call it that, you know, to watch the game, how we thought, how we saw it as we grew up. And that, like I said, just everything going on here. So I'm the intriguing matchup. So I can't wait to see starting again with tonight and wrapping up the NL uh, wild card. And what's a nice matchup, man. The pitchers are Adam Wainwright against Max Scherzer. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You talk about a pitcher's duel. Yep. That's going to be a good matchup, man. Mm-hmm. Well, baseball players are here. Thank you for joining us at Bat Porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. 
For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love. Thank you.